Hey, it's the Dan Wilson in Tokyo podcast, your one-stop podcast for everything Japan and Japanese culture. How's it going? Today's just going to be an audio podcast. Um, the boy's feeling a little lazy. Nah, it's not lazy. It's when I have guests on, I've been doing the video podcast and the audio, but when it's just me talking about my inner thoughts and what's going on in Tokyo, I decided to do the audio podcast, all right? Sue me. Suck a little chin-chin, all right? Right off jump, let me teach you some Japanese, you know? Let's keep this shit educational, you heard? Okay, let me paint the picture here. You're, uh, you're a little thirsty, and you go into the kombini, the convenience store, and, whoa, what do we have here? Usually the Japanese silver bullet, a.k.a. the silver asahi can, supa dorai, you know what I'm saying, is in a silver can, but this time they've released the pink sakura edition, the cherry blossom edition, and, uh, whoa, what's that going on in your pants? Did it just shrink a waist size? Did you just go from a, a 28 to a 26? Because your, your penis is getting a little chubby, so your pants are getting a little stuffy, right? Yeah. When that happens, you hit them with this. Ah, mura mura shiteru. Yeah. One more time. Ah. Mura mura shiteru. Aight? What you're saying is, ooh, I am horny right now. And you could use horny usually for when you're just horny. But if you're if you're one of the boys, you know, when you see a special edition can or some frothy, frosty boys, you get a little horny. You get a little horny for the beers, alright? So mura mura. Mura mura is horny or kind of like turned on. Alright? Mura mura. And then I said, shiteru. That's just, you know, my current situation. I am kind of, I am turned on right now. I am horny. Mura mura shiteru. Alright? Anyways, now that we got uh, that important Japanese taken care of. um, Oh, dude. This last week, I got to get special I got to get special privilege and go into the National Training Center for the Japanese Olympians. Yeah, bro. Not any fucking Joe Schmo could get into there. You got to have a connect, all right? And that connect came in the form of my boy Kaito Streets. All right? He's on the Japanese National Fencing Team for Saber, all right? He participated at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics as well. And right now, that fencing team is doing their best to try to make it to Paris for this next Olympics, all right? So, big shout out to my boy Kai. And he's actually going to be a guest on the next episode of this podcast, which will be a video podcast. So, make sure you check that out. But anyways, big shout out to my boy Kai. He's like, yo... You want to come to the Olympic Training Center and check out, you know, what I do for work? I'm like, yo, what a what a dope opportunity. 
So he shoots me the location, and um, I went to Jujo Station, J U J O Jujo Jujo Eki Jujo Station, and it's maybe like a fifteen minute walk from there. Cause it's easy, cause um, I transit through Shibuya, and from Shibuya to Jujo is one one uh one line. So it was the easiest route for me to get there. And, you know, it's looking kind of residential. Of course, near the station, there's some bars and, you know, foods and all that. But um, the walk, it's like looking mad residential. And then comes into view is this massive, big ass building. Bro, it sticks out like a like a Chinese guy at a Trump convention. You know, he, he, it, it just sticks out at you and, um, well, first off, I didn't even think like, oh, I'm lost. No, I found the place. Cause he, cause Kai messaged me. He's like, yo, let me know if you uh, get lost and can't find the place. No, bro. That shit was the easiest thing to find. The facility's fucking huge. It probably could challenge, like, Godzilla's height, to be honest. A Godzilla would have a hard time fucking tearing down that building. Let me tell you that. The infrastructure, solid. All right? Jet fuel don't melt those steel beams, all right? And it was just so big that I got lost. Like, I couldn't find the correct entrance. But in the front, there's this huge red sign that says NTC, National Training Center. Sounds dope. The Ajinomoto. You know, it's, I guess, one of their big Olympic sponsors. But uh, he picked me up in the lobby. And this big-ass French dude, he's like, Hey, yo, man, I'm a big fan. My name is Jerome. I was like, yo, first off, I've never met a French dude named Jerome. A bunch of my, like, I only know, like, a few of my black homies back home. Like, I, I know two Jeromes, and they're both black. So I wasn't expecting, like, a big white French dude to just tell me his name's Jerome. But big shout outs to him. And turns out that um, he, he's a fan of my comedy. And also, he is one of the coaches for the Japan national fencing team. Saber. Dope. And it ends up being that he's homies with Kai. Well, he was one of the coaches when Kai fenced at Penn State. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a he's an NCAA national champion out of Penn State, but now he's on the Japan national team. Dope, right? So Jerome hooks it up, um, and Kai they start giving me the tour, right? And I'm and yo, they're introducing me to people that like you know, I know the J- like, um, damn it, see this is where I'm fucking up. How do I not remember his name? It was a Japanese name. It was a Japanese dude, all right. But he's like, yo, here is. Something something son. Fuck, what was it? Alright, this is gonna look bad. I, I gotta I gotta I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna ask Kai later what uh Dude, he, he was like the president of Japan fencing or something, right? Cause I took a peek into their office in the training facilities and he sat like you know how all the tables are like in a row? He sat like at the front of the row. Like, he's not in a row. He's, like, at the head of the table. So I'm like, oh, this guy's a big cat. And other people are, like, you know, doing deep, deep bows at him. So I shook that big old hand. 
you know, I'm out here meeting people. The fencing federation, you know what I'm saying? And it's, the facility was so state-of-the-art. And what's dope is the security. I had to, like, give them my ID. They had to, like, give me a different pass. It was kind of like get into the television, television stations here in Japan when I do that type of work. It was like, you know, we can't just let you in. So, you know, they get me in, and I got to, like, every door I walk through, I got to, like, tap my, you know, lanyard to open up the doors. And, dude, this thing's got, you know, a bunch of floors. He's like, all right, here's the cafeteria where all the Olympians eat. And I was like, in each floor, there's like, oh, there's the table tennis one, the uh, the swimming one, uh, the track and field. And... You know, I'm just in there walking around with Kai and these little kids are just like walking past me. You know, they look fit, but they're children. They're kids. And then I realize these aren't children. These are Japanese Olympians. I'm getting so goddamn old that I forgot that, you know, peak athletes are like in their teens or like early to mid 20s these days. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at these kids. I'm like, yo, what are these kids doing here? Like, the school out early? But I'm like, oh, shit, no. These are goddamn best of the best Japanese athletes. That's why I apologize into a deep bow, you know what I'm saying? My ass is 34 now. So, yeah, that was really interesting. And so he takes me up to the fencing floor. And you'll hear on the next podcast we dive into fencing and fencing actually has three categories. Saber, foil, and epee. And he's on the saber team, right? So we get into the... Dude, it opens up to this huge floor. And there's all these fencing dudes and fencing babes. And and in one corner, they're just playing soccer tennis. I don't know if you know soccer tennis. Uh, it's just tennis, but, you know, you're playing soccer. It's like the, the keep-ups, right? And... I'm like, oh, are they, is there like a, I thought that was a national sport that I wasn't aware of. I was like, oh, there's like a, like a soccer tennis team now. Like, is that a new sport in the Olympics? It's like, oh, that's just the, the foil players warming up. And I was like, oh, sick. I forgot that even when I played soccer, like we would warm up by like, you know, shooting the basketball around sometimes. You forgot that when you're an athlete in your downtime or kind of warming up for fun, you play a different sport. That's your own sport. Right? So that was kind of cool. And uh, first things first, he tells me, oh, the fencing babes, the saber babes are out of town. I would have introduced you to them. But um, I think he kind of planned it that he invited me when the saber babes were out of town. Because, you know, the kid, the kid, you know, I might not watch the men's sabers. I'd, I'd probably go over to the babes, the, the, the women's fencing saber team and, uh, you know, start giving some advice. But, uh, yeah, the, the pants are tight in the best way possible. Men's and women's, you know what I'm saying? And so I got to watch a fencing practice, the sa- the men's saber team. And it was so dope, dude. You know, these are elite athletes, right? And, boy, I got to tell you, some of them are big, like thick boys, right? Like, they look like they could be on, like, you know, a, 
a cornerback or something or like a like you know a thick enough to play like college football type of thick but they're fencers right the warm up is really cool they're kind of they got that that stance that fencing stance right and they're like you know hopping forward and hopping back and a uh, quick little rule i didn't know that when you're moving forward you can't cross your legs that's why they 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 move like that but when they're backing up like defense mode they can cross their legs so yeah if you're ever watching fencing keep an eye out for that and so this this fencing practice they're doing like a round robin tournament right um three versus three the first team to 45 points wins and each time on that 3v3 the first person to five points and they and they rotate the players right so let's say the first one is like five to two right the, this 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 team gets uh, five points quickly and then so the they uh they rotate but now it's the next five points so to tent the the first one to 10 points next so that guy that was only scored like two points or whatever if he keeps whooping the next guy's ass he can stay in all the way up to 10 points so it's like a weird team battle but pretty much uh first to 45 and they rotate every five points unless you could keep going if you're on the losing side you know like kind of winner stays on kind of thing and dude what was so cool to me is that it was so competitive within the team of course right it's competitive but to a degree where they were like kind of yelling at each other and you know there was like a few injuries that day too and I didn't know that fencing was such a sport that the referee has a huge part to play in every single point I guess there's a lot of like, you know, sh like, you know, shadow play, you know what I'm saying? Like the referee has the VAR, but us as the audience members don't get to see the replay all the time. And so they make these shady calls sometimes is is what they were telling me. But for the most part, let's let's hope that it's fair and square, you know? And in like a split second, lightning fast, they would make their like their moves, right? Whether they're on defense or attacking and like they would hit and, you know, it would light up and they would both look at the referee who was Jerome, you know, one of the coaches, the the French homie was doing the, the refereeing and they would both appeal to Jerome and like do a fist pump and be like, yeah, right after striking. That's how much the referee, you're trying to appeal to the ref that owes my point. And each time the ref actually takes, you know, a quick second, it feels easy to see. But a lot of the time he had to think about which team to give the point to for a while. And then after he gave the point, you know, the, the guy that didn't get the point was like talk shit a little bit under under his mask. And that was mad cool. And um, yeah, and there's this huge monitor, like a few monitors in the in the fencing training facility area where the video there's there's a big video camera and it's showing the whole practice but delayed and I was I was wondering why and then they start doing the fencing where they fight out a point and then while 
Jerome or whoever is trying to figure out the point, they can look at that huge monitor and it's delayed like five seconds or something so they can see the play one more time. And, you know, that was so badass. But um, I forgot that being an elite athlete, you have access to just masseuses and the cryo chamber. I, th- I think it was called the cryo chamber. It was like the deep, cold muscle tissue activation recovery house. Dude, it was top of the line stuff. And my ass is in there in just jeans hanging out. Um, and they called me in as a comedian, so I'm talking shit here once in a while between the between the bouts. Um, it was interesting because when 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 the air is so tense with these with these points, as a comedian, that's just so juicy for us to hop in and like destroy that tensity, that tense air. So anytime, you know, a few t- a few times when there was a point and um the outcome wasn't what the player wanted i would just start to start yelling like fucking uh jerome's being paid to pay to call these there's a cheater y'all cheaters and just it's called yaocho in japanese but i just kept screaming yaocho like yo fucking these guys these refs are paid off it's fucking cheating so um hopefully i didn't fuck up the practice too much but you know what an experience and um yeah after you know we went to an izakaya and hung out and talked i got to meet a few of the fence uh we got to i got to hang out with a few of the other fencing homies so um big shout outs to kai jerome and that whole fencing program to let me come in and watch a practice that was amazing and you know I, I want to talk more about this fencing thing, but I'm actually talking about it in depth in the next episode with Kai. So uh, stay tuned for that. But, uh, yo, staying on sports. Dude, I fucking went to watch Inter-Miami versus Viseru Kobe yesterday. You know, Lionel Messi's Inter-Miami versus the J-League champions Kobe at the... Uh, the Japan National Stadium, a.k.a. Kokuritsu Kyogijo, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, bro, I fucking fell in love with Japan again. Such a beautiful country when it comes to sporting events. So the security is so lax, right? My homie, you know, there's there's the let me check your backpack section. And I open up my backpack, and they literally just peek inside it for a second. And not, and I'm not making these like terror th- like jokes, but you know what? God forbid anything happens. That's not what I'm saying. But they really do. If they're gonna check the backpacks, they should look a little harder. Cause I could have snuck like. Like twelve tall boys in my backpack, and they wouldn't even know. I just, you know, put the put the tw- tall boys in the bottom of the backpack, and then just throw a hoodie on top of there, and they would have had no idea. But what I'm getting at is the next section. You show them their backpacks, and then there's another table, and this table is so dope. It was called the the transfer your beer into a cup table. They actually let you bring in booze, 
And as long as it's not in a can or um, a glass bottle, the original casing, the original glass, they have these plastic cups for free that you pour your booze into before you enter the stadium. It's not like, hey, don't drink that booze. They can't bring your booze in. It's let us transfer your booze into this plastic cup and then go right on ahead. And man... That is why Japanese sporting events will always be the GOAT. I'm telling you. Yeah. I walked, I, I, I was wondering when they're going to stop me for just holding this tall boy. And then they, 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 they called me aside like, hey. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then they just point me to this table. And they're like, all right, pour that tall boy into this plastic cup and you're good to go. I'm like, yo, I fucking love Japan. You fucking sure? And, um, so me and the boys, we're just double fisting fucking plastic cup beers. And, dude, I don't know if you know Vissel Kobe, but Andres Iniesta used to be their player. And he's still kind of in that organization. And so pretty much it's the old Barca team, the old Barcelona team in this stadium. Because Inter Miami, you have Jordi Alba, Sergio Busquets, Luis Suarez, and of course, Lionel Messi. And then on the Kobe side, you got uh, Iniesta just in his jeans hanging out. So before the match starts, they're like, legend, uh, ex-Barcelona legend and ex-Visel Kobe player, Andres Iniesta. And he, and he comes to the middle of the, 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 the pitch and they give him a microphone. And he just goes, Ohio gozaimasu! <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't that bad. But yo, Iniesta's Japanese is bad, yo. But it was like, he was like, oh, like, warui. You know, I like to suate. I like to watch Isaka football, you know. Actually, no, no, no. But uh, he, he, he said, Ohio gozaimasu! You know, he said, konnichiwa! And then he spoke in like Spanish or Catalonia, whatever he speaks in. Catalan. Catalonia? I know it's like a different form of Spanish or something. And then he ends it with, Arigato gozaimasu! And then they just start the game. Yo, Iniesta in jeans. Speaking Japanese is fire. Alright, if you, if you haven't got to see that, look that shit up on YouTube. I'm sure it's somewhere. But, um... Man. the The crowd was cool because... Usually, I'm, I'm used to being around Japanese people, obviously, here in Japan. But this Inter-Miami brought out, like, so many Europeans and, like, loud Latin Americans, probably South Americans, probably from Argentina or something. So there's a lot of messy jerseys. And recently, there was a bad earthquake in Japan. So there was a moment of silence before the game started, right? And I think these South Americans or something that just didn't know what was going on, right? They, they like not out of ill will that this moment of silence was for the people that we lost during the earthquake, but it's like dead quiet in this in the national stadium, and these Latin Americans just go, Lionel Messi! I'm like, God damn it! Read the air, you fuck. But Messi starts on the bench, but all the other three players started. Fucking Busquets, Suarez, and Jordi Alba. Which is sick as fuck. I got to see them raw, right? And 
Poor Busquets gets his fucking ankle smashed or his knee tweaked. You know, I'm pretty sure the Kobe players, you know, this is a friendly, got the talk that they were like, all right, don't fucking tackle their four-star players. And what does that Japanese dude do? He breaks fucking Busquets' leg like the first half. God damn it. I'm sure Miami's going to sue Kobe for that one. But, um, you know, every every time the camera shows Messi on the bench, the whole stadium erupts. Me too, though. I'm like, you know, six beers deep now. And every time they show Messi, I'm like, Ah, Messi! You know, I'm a little fangirl for that dude. I'm a groupie. I'm a messy groupie, all right? Um, and he starts warming up and the place goes nuts and so he comes on right and every time he touches the ball the fucking stadium shakes right I, I, I stood up out of my chair multiple times yo as soon as he came on Inter Miami turned on bro they were playing like shit but um, Messi's just you know 20 steps ahead his touches are filthy he's so fast like, speed of play mentally. Of course, you know, technique is all there. But, you know, he, he's, like, moving the ball around ultra quick. And people are getting him on the ball so fast. And um, what's kind of dope about a few of the Kobe players, Gotoku Sakai, right? He's an ex-Japan player. And Yosuke Ideguchi, they're all, like, both used to be on the Japan national team. They're still nasty. But, yo, they're the only Japanese players that are, like, tatted up. And that shit's gangster to me. I always thought that, you know, when a Japanese player um, has tattoos, maybe they played abroad, you know, it looks dope to me. It kind of goes against the, the traditions, right? Because I actually have a homie that's uh, an agent for a professional Japanese player. And they make sure to put in his contract when he signs for other teams abroad that he's not allowed to get tattoos. That's how much they want to protect the the image of a Japanese player. But I think these cats, like, you know, you know, Ideguchi and Sakai are like, yo, I don't give a fuck. So it's kind of dope. And Yosuke Ideguchi, man, he's a baller. Like, I remember seeing him for Japan once. I was like, yo, who is this cat? Like, I didn't know about him. And then next thing you know, he's he's... He got transferred to Leeds. But that's when Leeds was still in the championship. You know, that league below the Premier League. So that was mad dope to, like, see him play there. Um, unfortunately, you know, didn't have a good stint there and kind of came back. But he's number seven for Kobe. And they're the they're the J-League champions. Um, so, yeah. That was so dope. Um, fuck. Man, if it's about sports, I just rambled, huh? I I don't even I can't even remember what the fuck I just said. I, I probably didn't even tell a single joke. Man, I, I I just went in serious. Yo, I get serious when I talk about sports. But uh what was really weird about that game was it was tied, right? It ended in a draw, I think nil nil. One one? Nil nil? Whatever. But they just decided to do a penalty shootout. I'm like, oh sick. That's what the people want. Like, you know. A penalty shootout that doesn't have any, you know, pressure. I'm sure we're going to see something sick. And the weirdest thing happened. 
Messi didn't take a penalty kick. I was like, what? That That's what would get the people fucking going. A no risk. Like, if they were afraid he's going to get injured, no one gets injured during penalty kicks. So that was really weird for Messi to not even be in the five shooters. Uh, everyone was kind of scratching their balls at that one. And, um, oh, one last thing about uh, what I saw was uh, there was this guy next to me sitting there at the stadium a few seats down. And it was cold, man. It's, it's dead winter. It's like February right now. And he was using newspapers to keep warm. And I don't know if that's a Japanese move, but Japanese people use newspapers different. All right. Besides reading the damn thing, they use it to reserve a spot, you know, during Hanami season when they're drinking outside or like they're saving the seat in the stadium. They'll like lay newspaper down. It's yeah, it's like a placeholder for them. And I've seen in this guy use it, you know, the homeless style where you just use it as a blanket. That was really interesting. Japanese people and their usage of newspapers is a sight to behold. All right? So check that shit out. Um, Before I get too far into this, let me do these sponsored reads. Hey, Satosh, you got these sponsored reads, man. Get over here. Moving across the U.S., Ready to move out of the failing nation that is America and into a country that has its shit together, like Japan? Oh, <laughs> you fucking said it, Tito. Call Saruba Movers today. We are your international and nationwide moving company. We are located in Texas. Oh, Texas? Oh, my God. Every single bigger in Texas, you take a small Toyota Tundra and turn it into big F-150 Ford. You take a uh, tiny little pigeon and turn it into big, strong, bold eagle. But most importantly, you take a uh, tiny little Japanese penis and turn it into big, big, f- oh, chubby. Texas size of penis. Oh, we are so jealous. But they can handle any move across the globe. Call 512-596-9696 today to get your moving quote started. Or visit us at salubamovers.com slash quote and mention promo code to get Daniel-san. To get 5% off your move today. Oh, 5% of the most discount. Hi, Rashaimasu. Chinamini, Saruba Movers is S A R V E R M O V E R S. Saruba Movers. Thank you. Arigato gozaimasu. Futatsume no sponsored lead. Ikimasu. Break Chimps. Fast, easy, and affordable brake repair service. Brake chimp, brake repair specialize in brake repair brake pads, rotors, and carry pads. Stop waiting and run for hours while the shop plays catch up. Oh, no hassle. Straightforward pricing. That's affordable and brake repair service you are going to rub. 
we can service your breaks in as little as 30 minutes. We are that fast. Oh, 30 minutes? 30 minutes? That is uh, 30 times longer than my longest lovemaking session. I know you Americans are not very good at mathematics. What I'm saying is uh, I only last one minute in bed. <laughs> Call 512-525-89-50 or visit us at breakchimps.com. Hi, arigato gozaimashita. Wow, Satoshi, good job with the sponsored read. Your English is getting better and better each episode. So I want to end this episode with, uh, oh, just the other day. Ah, shit. This is what I need to check because you want to know the exact date. But there's a national holiday in Japan called Setsubun. Setsubun. What day is Setsubun? Let me check real quick. Setsu boon. Setsu boon. Let me get that setsu boon, you heard. Okay, February 3rd is setsu boon. Um, let's see what it says here. It literally means seasonal division, okay? The day before the beginning of the spring, according to the Japanese lunar calendar. Okay. So it's this ritual to drive away evil spirits and welcome good fortune by doing the most racist shit ever. They were throwing fucking beans at me, a kid of Latino origin. Well, Native American, but Aztec, you know, same thing. Mexican, right? So to ward off evil spirits and to bring good luck, they was throwing beans at this poor little Mexican kid. You know, you it was, you should have seen it, man. People, people, there's this saying. I think it's, uh, uh, Oniwa Soto, demons go out, go away. Fukuwa Uchi, uh, good fortune, come towards me. And then they throw beans at you. All right. You know, I thought Japanese people, um, weren't wasteful with their foods. You know, and I step outside. And I got these little Japanese kids, you know, throwing beans at me. And, you know, I, I, let, I, let, I let them go for this one. But, you know, they ever come to America, I'm throwing cheeseburgers at their face. As soon as I see a Japanese kid, I'm throwing a cheeseburger at him. All right? No, 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 no. I, I actually, it's, it's beans at me. So, no, no. When you come to America, I'm going to throw gyoza. At your face, all right? That's the equivalency is how I see it, all right? And this is how we celebrate the uh, the lunar calendar and the, uh, the seasonal division. You know what I'm saying? But there's also one other thing you do for setsubun. You, it's called ehomaki. There's all these like ingredients. It's like, it's like a big sushi roll, all right? And they have all these ingredients that mean something, like for good health. Uh, longevity, you know, you know, all, all these um, ingredients, right? And what you do is you face this year's like lucky direction, like north, northwest. It's, it's really, really specific. It's not just northwest. Within northwest, it's like a little to the north, northwest. It's like north, northwest. 
whatever. It's hard to describe just audio, uh, uh, audioily, audioily. Nice fucking English, Dan. And so you face this lucky direction, and you eat this long sushi in silence. You're not allowed to speak during it. And you know, I don't mind it on Instagram, cause there's all these babes, just like, you know, putting a big old elongated object deep into their mouth. And I, I, I'm sure the the people that created this this tradition gotta be hentai, you know. What dude rolled this thing up, and then was like, all right, I want you to face this direction. And I want you to look at me. And I don't want you to say a word, but I want, I want to watch you put this, this penis-shaped object in your mouth and eat the whole thing, baby. But you can't, don't talk, don't talk. Just, just put it in your mouth and eat it. <laughs> Yo, Japanese peoples is wild. But no, it's a, it's a country steeped in rich traditions, all right? So that's called ehomaki, and setsubun is when you uh, throw beans at people, all right? Oh. <sighs> I feel like I just talked without breathing for a while. Thanks for uh, listening to all that, all, all my bullshit. Um, but stay tuned for the next episode. I'm having Kai Streets from the Japan National Fencing Team. And please sign up for the Patreon. It's like one can beer, right? I mean, in this economy, it's a little expensive. But, you know, you support the podcast and... Um, I, I decided if you're a Patreon member, I would like to make it more um, interactive where, you know, please write in, ask a question about Japan or anything about me and my experiences here in Japan. And I'll answer them on this podcast. A little shout out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Adam Mosen from Salinas, California asks, hey, Danny. How come yo how come yo chinching so fat even when it's cold out? Alright, I apologize. That's actually a real friend. I didn't mean to throw him under the bus like that. Yo, 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 Adam, my bad. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't mean to give a um a poor shout out like that. But uh alright. Uh I'll see you guys next week. Peace out.